All right, welcome back to Healthspan. This is part one of Life Force by Tony Robbins. In this episode, I'll be discussing how Tony Robbins ended up writing a book specifically about precision medicine, anti-aging, and new technologies geared towards improving your health. And I'll also be discussing stem cells as well. Now, before I begin, if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to please leave a review. And I'll go ahead and leave my Instagram in the episode description if you want to leave me a comment, suggestion, or question. So to begin, I need to give a brief background on Tony Robbins' upbringing. So Tony Robbins' upbringing was filled with a lot of violence, chaos, insecurity, and fear. His mom was wonderful in many ways, but she was also struggling with addictions to alcohol and drugs. And many times, they were too broke to buy any food or clothes. He also didn't have a single role model growing up, so what he did was actually turn to books. He read people like uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson... And he also read a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. When he was 17 years old, he was supporting himself by working as a janitor. And at that time, he met this man named Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn, he is a personal development speaker and business philosopher. And he also was the man who showed Tony Robbins the idea that for things to change, he had to change. And for his life to get better, he had to get better. So what Jim taught him was this. If you want to succeed at anything, whether it's building a hugely profitable business, constructing a investment portfolio, or creating a healthy lifestyle that fills you with boundless energy, you need to study people who have already achieved the results you're after. In other words, success leaves clues. If a person has sustained success in any long-term ambition, whether it was losing weight, growing a business, or sustaining an extraordinary relationship, then luck has nothing to do with it. There's do, they're doing something different than you are. Before long, Tony Robbins became this life coach. He's well-renowned for being this you know, successful guru in, in, in coaching people. And he started out with these one-on-one sessions and then built up to small seminars and then groups of several hundred people. Before long, Tony Robbins is now working with Olympic athletes, uh, billionaire businessmen, and some of the world's greatest entertainers as well. So he really found his calling being this kind of like personal coach and guru to people. Even though he had all this success and all this money, he also had this awful thought that kept kind of like bugging him. What if the reason he'd been so successful so quickly was that he was destined to die young? So this was a question he was kind of asking himself. And once he allowed himself to kind of dwell on these irrational fears, his mind kind of kept creeping more on him. And he's taught people for years that where focus goes, energy flows. And he really imagined himself kind of rotting away in pain for years with cancer. So he was really worried about cancer for some reason. And he even had nightmares. And until one day... um, when his neighbors came to life um, with an actual cancer diagnosis. But it wasn't him. It was actually his girlfriend's mother. So his, he, had a, he had a girlfriend at the time. His, her name was Liz. And her mother was diagnosed with some sort of cancer. He wasn't specific about the cancer, but the doctor apparently told her that she only had nine weeks to live. So his girlfriend's mom, uh, her name was uh, Ginny, she had gone to the doctor And she apparently had this like big bulge on her back just below her shoulder. And they was also saying that 
there was like a tumor in her uterus as well. So what Tony Robbins did was he really went to work reading everything about cancer and anything he could really lay his hands on. And he came across this Kansas orthodontist who'd overcome like pancreatic cancer and credited this like nutritional program that really like detoxified his system. Um, So he talked to Ginny, his girlfriend's mom about this, and she decided to kind of like go through with this experimental approach. And within just a few days, she started feeling better. And after a few weeks, her body began to like cleanse itself. Um, And when the girlfriend's doctor went back to the surgeon, they did an exploratory, you know, lap or surgery. And they saw that a lot of the cancer had actually like shriveled away with whatever technique that Tony Robbins introduced to the mom. And today he's happy to tell us that Ginny, his girlfriend's mom or his ex-girlfriend's mom is alive and well in her 80s, more than 40 years after being told that she had only nine weeks to live. Now, again, he wasn't specific about the cancer and what exactly this nutritional program was. But the point of the story is that there's almost always an answer, even in the toughest situations. So that's the point of this story. Seeing how Ginny's life was turned upside down by cancer um, and then right side up again showed him the simple truth that nothing really matters more than our health. Without your health, you have absolutely nothing. So he started working out, um, Tony Robbins did, like crazy. He became vegan for a while. He pushed himself so hard and he became immensely strong and was also bur- you know, bursting with energy. He felt for the first time that he'd really truly connected to his own power, his own essence, and his own life force. And moving forward, you know, the, the goal in this book really is to really unleash the pure, vibrant energy of your life force. What better gift could you give yourself than the ability to optimize your vitality and strength to last and even increase with age? So he has gone periods when he felt like his health and his life were actually in very serious jeopardy. And this is kind of like when his beliefs were really never tested like uh, before. So one day, Tony Robbins, he he had to renew his pilot license. So he went to the doctor for like a routine physical. And a few days later, uh, after, you know, he got blood work, he arrived home one day and his doctor actually called him and he had a missed call. And the doctor said, you have to call me back immediately. And he wasn't sure what it could be, but he had this idea that it could possibly be cancer. And as it turned out, Tony Robbins actually did have cancer. Well, he had a pituitary tumor. So he had a pituitary tumor that was secreting growth hormone. This is why he actually grew 10 inches in one year. Um, And the doctor was like, you need surgery. Um, You know, this is pretty serious. So he went to the MRI and it indeed did show that he had this, you know, large tumor in his pituitary that was pushing, you know, huge amounts of growth hormone into his body and creating a condition uh, called gigantism. So the doctor really wanted to do surgery, like I said, and he was kind of skeptical and hesitant on doing the surgery. And instead, he decided to go to Switzerland and do like an injection that you would only need to get twice a year. It was some like experimental drug. And this drug apparently would prevent the tumor from growing and also reduce the risk of heart problems. 
So he made this decision to not undergo surgery and not, not do any drugs. And if he was feeling no ill effect with the certain like treatment he got, he questioned why live in fear? Ultimately, your health comes down to making smart decisions, developing great habits, and also having a strong mindset. After a while, he simply realized that it wasn't worth feeling anxious anymore. He decided that he'd no longer live his life in fear or limit himself in any way because of some invisible threat inside his brain. Sure, he still gets tested regularly to make sure the tumor hasn't grown and that his heart is working fine. But in the meantime, nothing will really stop him from living you know, full and fearless until the day he dies. So one of the central principles of underpinning this book is that you need to function as your own CEO of your own health. Again, your health is your responsibility. And this means taking control and really educating yourself about what works so you can make smart, informed, and independent decisions about how to protect and enhance your physical well-being. And this includes things like seeking out uh, second opinions before making any like important medical decision, uh, doing a lot of research and just reading about what conditions you have, what conditions you're predisposed to, stuff like that. He then kind of gives an example about uh, watching out for Big Pharma and the story of like Purdue Pharma and uh, the Sackler family and the whole like Oxycontin epidemic. He kind of goes into that. Um, but I wanted to move forward and discuss. Again, this might, sound, this might sound a little cynical here, but the stakes are so high when it comes to our health that we can't really afford to be these naive co- uh, consumers who really accept without question whatever is being sold or recommended to us. And again, remember, part this part one is just a brief introduction. Uh, in later episodes is when we get into all the fun stuff, all the anti-aging, the NAD, the epigenetics, sirtuins, all this like breakthrough technology. So remember, this is just a brief um, introduction into why he's writing this book. And he might have never really learned about the power of precision medicine or any of these like regeneration breakthroughs if it wasn't for like an accident that he had when he was 54. So if you listen to any recent podcast about, you know, with Tony Robbins, he shared a story about when he was on uh, a, he was on a like ski and snowboarding trip in Idaho and he decided to like race one of his friends and he got into a terrible accident. He felt like, um, you know, he, he had torn his rotator cuff and that's actually what happened. He ended up tearing his rotator cuff and he was really limited in his, his mobility. He thought he'd need surgery. He thought he'd need, you know, a long time recovery and physical therapy. But instead, what he decided to do was turn to his friend, uh, Peter Diamandis, who is one of the authors of this book as well. Peter Diamandis is a, after graduating from MIT with a dual degree in molecular genetics and aerospace engineering, he also earned his uh, MD from Harvard Medical School. So he's like an engineer, uh, you know, doctor and also like researcher. And this is who Tony Robbins turned to. And... Peter Diamandis referred Tony Robbins to another doctor by the name of Dr. Bob Harari, who also, um, you know, co-wrote this book. And Bob Harari was a neurosurgeon, and he's also one of the world-leading experts in the field of stem cells. So Peter and Bob set Tony Robbins down a road to recovery um, like nothing he could have ever imagined. He wrecked his shoulder 
and recovered completely in a matter of days without surgery. His arm never froze, and to this day, it still works perfectly fine. It's like he never had that snowboarding accident in the first place. And again, this is why he's writing this book. The healing of his own body is what brought him here today. Over the last few years, he's been on this life-changing journey. Along the way, he's experienced firsthand how this brave new world of like regeneration technology is altering our understanding of what's possible in terms of our health, our energy, our strength, and our longevity. So we kind of break into this next session section about um, stem cells and how the stem cells specifically helped uh, Tony Robbins. Um, so to move to the power of stem cells, uh, for those of you who don't know, stem cells are these undifferentiated types of cells, and they have the capacity to really differentiate into whatever kind of types of cells our body needs. You can think of these stem cells as these like your body's repair kit. They deliver raw materials like the molecular signals and growth factors that really enable us to like stave off disease, bounce back from injury, and live our lives with optimal energy and peak performance. The problem is with stem cells is that from the moment we're born, our stem cell reservoirs start drying up. So it's this process called stem cell exhaustion. And stem cell exhaustion is so important that it's actually one of the hallmarks of aging, that we no longer produce the same amount of stem cells that we did when we were young. We can't rejuvenate our cells and our cells become old and not as functioning as well as they used to. As we reach the age of about 25 or 30, the rate of decay in our stem cells begins to accelerate. And by the age of 80, we begin to have one thousandth the number of stem cells that we did when we were an infant. So our bodies, our fine-tuned, like, natural regenerative machines start running into problems that they can no longer fix because we have this stem cell exhaustion. Um, so this is kind of where we turn to uh, Bob Harari, who I mentioned was one of the authors of this book and also one of Tony Robbins' uh, doctors. So Dr. Bob, he, the power of stem cells began, you know, back in the early 1980s, like 40 years ago, when uh, Bob Harari was this MD, PhD student in uh, Cornell. And he focused on heart disease and also heart attacks, which is still to this day, uh, the number one killer, you know, in the world. And according to conventional wisdom of the day, uh, atherosclerosis was caused by like metabolic problems like hypertension and cholesterol. But Bob suspected that this atherosclerosis was actually driven by, um, you know, age-related inflammation. So after Bob, after he taught himself like microsurgery, he did something that would really alter the understanding of like stem cells. So in essence, he what he did was he swapped out microscopic blood vessels from young mice and put them into older mice and vice versa. And his findings were astounding. So the older mice appeared to get younger. And their hair, so their hair became thicker and darker. Their muscles got stronger. They were able to like move through the mazes faster. And the exact opposite happened in these, in these mice who were given the like, these young mice who were given old mice blood vessels. These mice kind of began to like deteriorate. They became like more lethargic and you know, they started breaking down. And 
Again, this is where he observes something amazing. The injured tissues from the old mice healed quickly inside the younger animals at some sort of like miraculous rate. So again, he had made this extraordinary discovery. He had accomplished this feat of rejuvenation that most people had thought was impossible. Again, inflammation, Bob realized, was the slow, sweep, secondhand clock of aging. And from that point on, Bob, he had this thesis, and his thesis became that aging wasn't, was really a stem cell problem. This was the real problem, is the stem cells. What's more, the mice experiments showed that you could actually turn back time within an organism. And stem cells had the power to reduce inflammation, heal tissues, restore organs, and bring back youthful functionality. So what was the upshot? It meant that aging was actually reversible. And this is kind of where we turn to the power of the placenta. So Bob had a daughter, her name was Alex. And when Alex was in the womb, um, during the first uh, ultrasound that they got, he saw like this placenta. And it was this huge, like gigantic, um, you know, out of proportion placenta. And he became fascinated with the placenta because we know a lot of stem cells come from there. So one day when he was uh, working in his lab, he decided to like uh, fish out a placenta from a medical waste bin and he brought it back to his lab. This placenta is a very lobular organ with dense areas of tissues and large amounts of cells. And those cells are dividing and propagating and differentiating. And they're making their way from the bloodstream of the placenta to the bloodstream of the fetus. And this is when it dawned on him. The, the placenta was the supply depot for fetal stem cells. And that's kind of like the history of it. The rest is history. Bob left Cornell and founded LifeBank USA, which uses uh, technology to harvest and test and preserve cord blood and placental stem cells in these freezers. And the service was offered to new parents who wanted to deposit stem cells of their newborn Um you know, preserving the child's original uncorrupted DNA and also their like pluripotent stem cells. And what is the point of this? The point is those stem cells may be used in the future to regrow organs or repair damage. Um, so that's what Bob Harari is doing. He founded again this life bank company that harvests stem cells and, um, you know, he freezes them and potentially can be used um, in the future. Now, going back to the whole rotator cuff story about Tony Robbins. Um, on his first day in Panama, he had his like painless half an hour IV injection of these stem cells infusion and three injections in his uh, rotator cuff. The next morning after these stem cells injections, he woke up and something again miraculous happened. He stood up and for the first time in 14 years, he felt absolutely nothing. No pain, no stiffness in the spine, no stabbing in his uh, shoulder absolutely nothing. He felt like a brand new uh, person. And six years later, after these stem cells injections, his shoulder to this day again is perfect with full range of motion. So his body was, you know, able to heal itself with nature's creator of, you know, sheer life force with these stem cells. Now, the obvious problem to like the common folk is that you know, who, this is extremely expensive. Who's going to pay for this? Um, hopefully one day we can have like broad availability because currently stem cells are very expensive and they're only used um, 
only these really like millionaires, billionaires can get these injections. Um, so again, the question is, how are you going to get all this out to the general public so we can have access to this uh, incredible technology? Um, so going forward, he kind of shares a few stories, um, like these anecdotal stories about stem cell injections. I'll go ahead and share a couple um, that he talked about. So at Stanford, uh, Stanford researchers were startled when uh, seven stroke victims showed dramatic improvement in motor function after having stem cells injected directly into their brains. So even more amazing, all of them were treated more than six months after their stroke. Kind of where the point where like, uh, that's like the point of no return when it comes to like stroke, where you can't really get back a lot of the um, functions of whatever brain region got like cut off. Um, but a 71-year-old wheelchair-bound man was able to walk again. In another case, more than two years post-stroke, a 39-year-old woman improved so much that she actually regained the confidence to, like, marry her boyfriend and get pregnant and, you know, a bunch of these, like, really good stories. Um, there was another story about this woman named Helen Obando, who was a 16-year-old from Massachusetts, and she had sickle cell um, anemia. And after an infusion of her own genetically modified stem cells, Helen's bone marrow began to actually produce normal shaped red blood cells. So not sickle cells, but actually normal shaped red blood cells. And over months, her symptoms began to fade. You know, she was able to like join her school's dance group. And after doing like a six month checkup after the stem cell injections, her hemoglobin count was normal. She wasn't having any like sickle cell crisis. Um, she wasn't having any anemia. So again, this is just showing the power of stem cells. And again, there's a, a lot of other anecdotes and multiple stories about stem cells and they truly work. And, um, you know, that the whole point is these stem cells make the biggest impact by secreting squads of like signaling molecules to really energize our own existing cells. And these bioactive molecules are the stem cells kind of secret sauce. So these stem cells are able to block uh, premature cell death and scar, scar tissue. They're stimulating like uh, growth of uh, fresh blood vessels. And they also help like normalize autoimmune response. So he shares a story about this woman with like multiple sclerosis. The bottom line is stem cell secretions restore our old cells to a younger, higher functioning state. Um, so again, the problem is bioavailability. Uh, like, um, availability um currently like stem cells can range from anything between like five thousand to fifty thousand dollars so it can be very expensive um, but hopefully one day we can all we can all have access to these stem cells as it's been shown uh, to have a lot of benefits when it comes to uh, aging and longevity so i'm going to end part one here and i'm going to do a part one continued later and again this is just a brief introduction so if you want to stick around and listen to uh, all the fun and interesting stuff like uh, you know, we talk about David Sinclair, we talk about uh, different diagnostic breakthroughs, we talk about mitochondria, we talk about NAD, um, sirtuins, all this, all this interesting stuff in the upcoming episodes. So again, this is just a brief introduction. If you enjoyed this podcast, uh, make sure to please leave a review and I'll go ahead and do um, part one continued uh, next episode where again, I'll be discussing all this fun stuff.
Um, so again, I hope you enjoyed this introduction podcast. Um, I hope you learned something about stem cells. And I hope you tune in next time for more interesting topics um, in health and aging. So thanks for listening.